Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, all right. Good evening. And listen, I'm going to uh, take a few moments and share with you guys. We're going to close in a couple worship songs, and um, then uh, we're going to have some connection time. Uh, at our pavilion, and it's cold outside, but we have heaters, we have a bonfire, and we got chili to warm you up. <laughs> anyway, appreciate you coming out tonight, and um, and uh, this this year, our theme has been the year of His Spirit, and so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights, and so I had a, a message lined up for you, and I just felt like Sunday morning God told me to switch it around and change it. And uh, I, so I think what I have to share with you tonight is, is going to help you. And uh, I, I just sense this in my spirit, though, before I walked up there, that somebody needs to hear this, that you feel like your destiny has been detoured, delayed, and, and maybe destroyed. And God wants you to know that um, he is still the author of your original destiny. He's still the provider of your original plan. And no matter what you have done or what you have let happen, God wants you to know that he is still committed to that original plan and design for your life. So don't let you stop what God started in you. He's a finishing God. I don't know who that's for tonight, but I will just throw that out there. Also, I want to remind you guys that on the weekends, we started a series last weekend about uh, freedom. We talked last weekend about getting free from your intimidation. So this week I'm going to pick up in week two, we're going to talk about getting free from insecurity. Thank you for your excitement. <laughs> um, then the next week, weekend we have a guest with us, Reverend John George will be with us the next weekend. I just wanted to remind you guys that on Friday night, he will be here. We're going to be in the Generations Building and Saturday morning for our Champions Breakfast and our rally on Friday night. That's Reverend John George. And just wanted to let you guys know, I want all the guys to get there. Come and bring somebody with you. Give us Friday night and give us Saturday morning. Man up. Be a real man. Be there if you can. And um, just wanted to let you know that I uh, uh, had uh, someone from the church get a hold of me last night and said they want to cover the costs for you men to be there. And so it doesn't cost you anymore, but you still have to sign up. You still have to sign because we need to know how many are coming, right? So and all you have to do is go to the app, 94,000, text um, sign up, LPC. In what is it again? Info. Info. Ninety-four thousand info. LPC. LPC. I just work here, anyways. <laughs> all right. And you can sign up. Ephesians chapter six. Here's my title, real quick. And I, I don't want to be long tonight because I I know we want to get outside. We want to close with some worship. Here's my um, here's my title. And I know some of you this might make you start singing a song. Because when I came up with this title, I couldn't stop singing a song. It's not a Jesus song. It's just a song. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. After It's from the 80s. Anyways, Ephesians chapter 6. It's Elton John. Sorry about that. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And I know you know these verses, but it says this, finally. So in the book of Ephesians, it gets to this place. And Paul was, well, that word finally means, this is literally what it means. Paul is saying, after everything I've said in, in the book of Ephesians, and it's a lot, he's saying, this is the most important thing I've said in the book of Ephesians. He says, finally, be strong. Everyone say strong. strong. 
Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Look what it says. So you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, you can stand. Y'all get the theme? You need to stand. So I want to open up and say this. There are often times that we assume our struggle that we might be going through is a very um, natural thing. But I just want to suppose to you and throw this out there to you that maybe what you're dealing with is not something that is natural at all, but it's actually a spiritual attack. Uh, My wife said it this way this morning. Maybe I won't use the word attack. Maybe it's a spiritual assault against you. We think it natural, but maybe, just maybe, is something much, much, much more in the spiritual realm than you thought that it was, a spiritual assault against you. And I want to define spiritual attack, and I would define it this way. I'll read it a couple times in case you want to take notes. A spiritual attack is a series of occurrences coordinated by the demonic realm in order to abort promises, shipwreck faith, oppress a believer, and hinder destiny. Let me say it one more time. A spiritual attack is a series of occurrences coordinated in the demonic realm to order, in order to abort promises, shipwreck faith, oppress a believer, and hinder destiny. Do I need to do it one more time? A spiritual attack is a series of occurrences coordinated by the demonic realm in order to abort promises, shipwreck faith, oppress a believer, and hinder destiny. And hinder destiny. So I'm just wondering if maybe lately there may be some of you that may have been under a spiritual assault or a spiritual attack. I sense it. I sense it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. To keep Satan from getting an advantage over us, we, have, we are not ignorant of his wiles and his intentions. To keep Satan, I just, yeah, thank you, I just need verse 11. Um, to keep Satan from getting the advantage over us, we cannot be ignorant of his wiles and intentions. In the verses in the Bible where it talks a lot about spiritual attacks or spiritual warfare, it uses three different words. It uses the word wiles, devices, and deceptions. Wiles, devices, and deceptions. And the Bible says we, if we're going to stand and not let the devil have advantage over us, we need to make sure that we're not ignorant of his wiles, his devices, and his deceptions. So let me define those for you. The word wiles is the word for schemes, strategies. It it, it actually is the word, a lot of people would use the word method, but it actually is the word for road. We need to know the road or the avenue that the devil takes to assault us. So in other words, it's a way of saying there's a road the devil uses to get to you to assault you. The word devices is not just the avenue, but where that road or that avenue is headed. 
It's another way of saying mind games. So the Bible says this, we can't be ignorant if we're going to be able to stand against an assault of the devil. We have to know the road he takes, and the road he takes is toward our mind. Mind games. Anyone ever had some mind games going on? And the word deception means this, if we allow the enemy to go in and out on that road enough, we will eventually believe his lie or embrace that lie, and that lie gets empowered to where it becomes reality in our life. So the Bible says we need to know the, what was the verse? The wiles, which is the road he takes. The device, which is mind games, the road goes to our, our head. And if we begin to listen to the lies, the mind games enough, we, we embrace it and it becomes reality in, in, in our lives. And so that's what the devil wants to do. What the enemy wants to do is he wants to attack and assault on that road to your mind, play mind games with you, to get you to believe and embrace what he's deceiving you into until it becomes a reality in your life. Now, when, when would, when would an, an assault or a spiritual attack be the greatest in your life? I believe there are three times it's the greatest if you study Scripture. One is often our fault when we let ourselves get exposed to something, right? That's understood. But there are two other times that attacks happen the most, and that is either right before a breakthrough in your life or after a great victory, when you've done nothing. Now, when you expose yourself to something, we get that. We, we open the door. But other times, it's right before a big breakthrough in your life or right after a big victory in your life. But here's why. The thing the enemy is after in your life as far as an assault or an attack, the thing he's after is the word of God from your life. That's what he's after, is you embracing by faith the words of Jesus. He's after the word of God in your life. That's why he attacks. That's why he's an assault against you. He's after the word of God. So what I'd like to do is, is share with you some signs that you're under spiritual assault or you're under a spiritual attack and tell you how to respond to it. And when I'm done with these signs, I, I, you ought to be able to say, I, I think I've been under spiritual assault. Now, these things I'm going to list to you, when I say these signs, it, it means you're overwhelmed with these signs. Because sometimes we just face some things, right? We just face things. But when these are consistent and they're overwhelming, these are signs that you and your family or you and your, your, your husband or wife or you and your business or you personally, you're under a spiritual attack or a spiritual assault. Why would you be under attack? Because the enemy wants the word of God from your life. He wants the word of God. Here we go. Sign number one, listless. Listless. You are overwhelmed and you feel listless. You say, what do you mean by listless? You have just, you, you recognizing in your life that you're lacking passion. Your spiritual fire is becoming a flicker. The flames turned into a flicker. You're finding it hard to get motivated to pray, read your Bible, to be in a worship service. That spiritual fire is being extinguished in your life, and you feel like you're just going through the motions. Now, I'm not talking about it's a gloomy Monday morning. I'm talking about you're just going through a season, and you feel listless. You just feel like I'm going through the motions, the motivation isn't there, and automatically what starts happening, we feel like something's wrong with us, we don't love God enough, and we just feel listless. You've lost your motivation to pray, to worship, to be in church, to be under the Word. And don't look at me so spiritual like, oh, that never happens to me. No, there are times we get into season. Has anyone ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. 
So the first sign is you're going through a season of just consistent, overwhelming listlessness. Number two, you ready for number two? I'm, I'm going to hit him hard. I'm going to hit him quick here. Exhaustion. Exhaustion. You just lack energy and you feel worn out. Now, I'm not talking about you're overdosing on Twinkies and your sugar level's too high and you can't stay awake and you veg out in front of the TV. That's a different issue. I'm talking just about an exhaustion a lack of energy. Y'all came alive on that one, yeah. You lack energy, right? Um, listen, when you are physically tired and worn out, it's hard to fight. So you just feel wiped out. Your energy level feels wiped out. You feel ex exhausted because the enemy has been bombarding your mind and your heart with thought after thought after thought, trying to wear you down. Because he wants to wear you down. Your defenses go down. You're tired. You, you don't fight as well, and the enemy comes and he takes the word from you. And you start discovering that in your life, you're, you feel like you're lacking resources. Your joy seems diminished. Your peace is affected. Your faith feels affected. The peace, joy, all those resources in your life that usually you stand strong in, you just feel exhausted and you feel like you're at a lack of those things. Have anyone ever been there? So we see that we could, we could feel listless. We start feeling exhausted. How about this one? You start feeling confused more than normal. <laughs> you start feeling confusion is another sign. You just start feeling unsure about your calling, even about your beliefs, your convictions. You question direction. You start to question these things in your life. And I will tell you that one of, the, one of the things to know that you're really under spiritual assault, when you just start feeling confused and things don't make sense, you don't understand why some things are happening and you just shake your head at it. It keeps coming at you. It's a good sign you might be under spiritual assault or you might be under a spiritual attack. And just, I, I, I would add this in with confusion, is just unusual things. Like you could go through a season of just unusual drama around you. You know, there's always, have you ever, um, sometimes just people come in the door and they're just, they're just full of what? Drama, right? But then sometimes it's just unusual. It's heightened. It's one more thing. It's one other thing. It's another thing. And you just shake your head and like, what is going on? Yeah. Or sometimes it, it maybe isn't a drama. It's just a series of unusual, weird accidents, weird things happening. It's a sign of confusion and, and, and it's a sign of a season that you're under a spiritual attack or you're under a spiritual assault. And there are times the enemy will try to uh, get you clouded with, with, with shame and intimidation. It's just a, a confusing season, a worn down season. Has anyone ever been in that season? Ready for number four? I've only got seven. Number four, frustration. Frustration. You feel hopeless, you feel a heaviness, you feel real negative about things, you feel like you're dealing with so much emotional and mental traffic that you just feel agitated, angry, and anxious for no reason. It wasn't but maybe a week or so ago, um, my wife said, what, what, what's wrong with you? I was like, nothing, why? <laughs> she said, you just seem like short, snappy. Uh, and I was like, I do, I feel frustrated. And as the day went on, every little thing that normally would not be was just frustrating. And I told her, I said, I just feel frustrated. And she says, why? There's got to be a reason. Why? Why? There's got to be a reason. What's the reason? 
I said, I don't know. But you're frustrating me right now. <laughs> Just that agitation. I'm not talking about like you, 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 um, your kids are driving you crazy because they've been out of school during Christmas break too long. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just this overwhelming agitation and frustration. Snappy. Anyone ever been there? Now, that's not an excuse to be angry with people, all right? But it could be a sign that you're in the middle of a season of an assault because the enemy is after the word of God from your heart, from your life. Ready for the next one? Here's number, what number am I on? I'm on five. Number five is temptation. And what I mean by temptation is all of a sudden you feel drawn back to an old cycle, an old habit, or an old bondage that you might used to have been enslaved to, got freed from, but all of a sudden it seems to be knocking at the door, lowering you, and tempting you again. Because what the enemy wants to do is to get you to fall back into something that maybe you dealt with before so he can get you to fall and then he releases shame and condemnation on you and you start a downward spiral into discouragement. Now you don't have to raise your hand on that one. Anyone? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm watching. But just old temptations, old things start to just have a lure or knock on the door and you're like, I was freed from that and that service Two years ago, why, why all of a sudden is that knocking at the door again? It's a sign that you are in a season of spiritual attack or spiritual assault. Here's number six, discontention. You're discontented. You want to give in and give up, and you think about throwing away your faith and throwing away your assignments and wondering if it's worth it. You just feel discontented. You feel a little disgruntled. All of a sudden, you find yourself complaining, being critical, comparing, blaming. And what this is, is a spirit of sabotage trying to get you to give up on, throw in a towel, quit on your purposes, quit on your relationships, quit on the thing God's called you to, the place God's called you to be. Why? Because the enemy is trying to get the word. He's trying to steal your faith. He's trying to detour you. He's trying to derail you. This may be uh, just a season you go just to feel discontent. Now, think about how all of these kind of line up and they go together. Exhaustion, confusion, being worn out, feeling listless, now being discontent. And then finally, the last one is this, is disconnection. You just start to disconnect. You begin to isolate yourself from the people you need to be around, the places you need to be around, the sermons you need to be hearing, and you start to think this thought. You're the only one going through it. You're the only one going through it. You're the failure. You're on your own. No one else ever struggles. No one else ever goes through a spiritual attack. You must have done something wrong to be under, and you could be doing everything right and be under a spiritual attack. Or you could welcome it yourself, we, we, right? You could welcome it yourself. You, you, could have just had, you could have just had a major victory in your life. And I would, I would challenge you with this. Maybe you had a, a big breakthrough in your business. You had a big breakthrough in your marriage. You had a, a big breakthrough in a promotion. I would challenge you to be on alert, high alert, because what the enemy wants to do, because now you're sky high, your faith is working, God's behind, things are happening. You just had a healing. And, and be alert, not scared, but be alert, because one thing the enemy will do is at that moment try to come and steal your passion. Or maybe you're like, I've been believing for something. I haven't had the breakthrough. 
Well, maybe you're on the doorstep of a victory. You're on the doorstep of that breakthrough. It hasn't happened yet, and you're almost there. You're about to cross the goal line, and he's going to do everything he can to assault you, to keep you from crossing the goal line and receiving and walking and having your healing or having your breakthrough or having your restoration. These are the times to be very, very alert because the enemy wants to attack. I believe the enemy right now is, is on the assault path because... Because we're on the verge as a church of having a major breakthrough in our country. And, and, and he is fighting, and he is slinging, and he is coming with an assault right now like we've never seen. So what, what do you do? Maybe you're in a season right now that, and, and, and maybe you're in the middle of it, and you said, Pastor, I mean, you started reading those things. I was, checking off every, I was checking off every box. That's me. I've been in it. It feels like I've been in it forever. What do you do? Tell, give me the secret. Well, my secret for you may be much more simpler than you anticipated it being. Because sometimes we're like, give me these three steps. Give, give, me, give, give me this this thing I can just see and do. But I believe it's, it's, it's not just a couple of steps. I believe it's, it, it's an attitude. I believe it's a disposition. And I believe this. You cannot, in the hour that we're living in, the season that we're living in, you cannot play defense. You have to be offensive. You have to be aggressive. You have to be on the offense. And the church is backed in the court and been on the defense. Now we're coming out and being offense. But we have to be, as believers, we have to be on the offense. You know, um, if you're playing on the basketball court and all you're doing is playing defense, you might be a good defensive player, but how many know you don't win unless you score some hoops? Unless you put some points on the board, you, you don't win. You can have a good defense. We should have a good defense. But we have to go on the offense to what? To win. Are y'all with me? You, you, know, you don't know how that works, right? So we, we have to have a little more. Here, here's what's the craziest thing. I don't know really why, but when it comes to church, we have taken such a passive mentality about being believers. We become so quiet. We become so passive. We become so reserved. And I do not believe that's the attitude of the Holy Spirit. I do not believe that's the attitude of God. I do not believe that's the attitude of Jesus. But somehow, someway, they told us we need to be quiet and we need to be passive when we need to actually be, we need to stand up, speak up for ourselves. And I want to give you the key to winning against a spiritual assault or a spiritual battle because we become too defensive and too passive. Y'all with me, right? Here, here, I can wrap it up in this phrase. You need to be willing to stand and fight. That's how you win a spiritual battle. You stand and you fight. The Bible says when you've done everything, but here's the picture we get. Well, I've tried everything else. I'm just going to stand now. That's not the picture. The picture is everything that you're doing, you're standing. Everything you need to do is in the stand. Everything you need to do is stick your chest out and spiritually stand. That's how you win against a spiritual assault. If it takes two weeks, two years, two days, two hours, no matter how long it takes, you stand. The victory is not the endurance, although enduring is part of it. The victory is in you standing. If you can get up, if you fell down yesterday, and you can get back up tomorrow and just stand. If you had a bad week, just get back up and just keep standing, just keep standing, just keep standing. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and verse 9. Be well balanced and always be alert. Because there's an enemy, the devil, roaming around incessantly like a roaring lion. 
He's looking for prey to devour. So you need to take a decisive stand against him. Did y'all hear that? Take a decisive what? Stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Y'all hear that? Take a decisive stand. Make a decision tonight to take a decisive stand. I'm going to take a decisive stand against, the, against this, this season that I am. I'm going to stand. It's not going to move me. I'm going to make a decisive, vigorous stand in my faith. Look at the end of it. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are actually experiencing the same kind of troubles that you're enduring. What was the last sign? You think you're the only one and you get disconnected and discouraged because you think and depressed because you're the only one ever going through something. You're the only one. And listen, if you are a believer, the moment you became a believer, the moment you picked up your Jesus banner and started to wave it, guess what? The enemy began to target you because he's after your faith. He's after the word of God from your life. Let me read the end of Ephesians. I'm almost done. Ephesians says this. So then stand firm. Have you picked up on the word tonight? What is it? It's stand. I, I, I want to prophesy this to you. I'll prophesy that the, 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 the challenge that you're in right now, the challenge that you've gone through, the challenge that you're facing right now, I'll prophesy to you that you're going to still be standing. Not just because, not just because you think I just, I just, I just stand. I don't know what else to do. No, it's because you're standing. Because here's what I believe: when you stand, when you don't feel like it, when you stand, when you feel like you're the only one, when you stand, when you, when you felt like I've done all this, when you stand, that's when all of heaven stands with you. When all the words stand, when the power of the Holy Spirit stands, what? When you just stand up. I remember in high school, um, when I first went to high school, I don't know why I remembered this. I might have even shared this before. I've been around here long enough. You've heard all my stories, right? I just make them a little bit juicier every time I tell them. So I was in high school, and this thing went around that they were, you were going to get initiated. Somewhere during the lunch hour, these guys were going to punch you, beat on you for a moment, and put you upside down in a garbage can. And they were doing it. To, maybe it was the freshman year or something. And so every day they'd walk by, you're, you're next, Morgan. You're next. You're next. And so every, every, every lunch hour, I'm waiting and I'm watching. And finally, they just kept messing with me enough that I said, I'm not going in the garbage can. I will go out swinging if I have to. And I just remember they came after me. I just closed my eyes and wham, punched this guy in the chest. They left me alone. The teacher came. They dispersed. Listen, the point I tell you that is you've got to close your eyes and swing. Do whatever you got to do. Stand. Quit get. Quit getting bullied. Now, I went to school when bullying wasn't a thing, right? You had to stand up to the bully. You need to stand up to the bully. You need to stand up to the assault. You need to stand up to the attack. You have, I believe you have the assignment, the backing of heaven. Yeah, I, I know it's challenging. I know it's enduring. I know it's rough. I know it's challenging, but stand. We read all those verses and all those verses say stand. Verse 14, stand firm. Then stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. What is that? It's the written word of God. Take the word of God buckled around your waist. Say, I'm going to stand in the word of God. I'm going to stand in everything Jesus said. If he said healed, I'm going to stand on it. 
he said, blessed, I'm going to stand on it. If he said, peace, I'm going to stand on it. If, if everything but peace comes at me, if everything but healing comes at me, I'm going to take the word of God. I'm going to belt, buckle it around because the word holds everything together. Take the breastplate of righteousness in place. That means right standing. You have to know that if you are a believer, you are in right standing with God. Because the devil wants you to think, well, you're not righteous, you're not. But the only way you can be worthy of anything from God is to know you're righteous. That's what the breastplate of righteousness is. It protects the vital organs. You need to get up every day and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because the moment you think that you're not, you will get weak and you will give in. Because the devil's playing mind games with you. Remember that? Mind games. All right, stick with me. Here we go. And with your feet... Have them fit with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That means we stand in peace. If all hell breaks loose around you, stand in your peace place. The Bible said peace. The world can't give it like Jesus gives it. It's unexplainable. It just comes. The, the Bible word for peace is where we get our word umpire. Let peace call the shots. Listen to it. Let peace call the shots. Let it umpire your stand. Don't, don't let it be your wild thoughts and your mind games and the devil's speaking to you at night. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. You're going to be broke. You, that's not what to stand in. That's torment. But you just say, God, I receive your peace. I stand in your peace. My place is peace. I'm going to prophesy peace. I'm going to prophesy the word. Verse 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith that can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. How, how, how do you fight all the arrows, all the mind games, all the things? Take a shield of faith. Jesus said this. Jesus said this. Jesus said this. You know, Captain America with the shield, got to get a picture. Take the helmet of salvation. That means your mind. Renew your mind with the words of Jesus. Isn't this good? And take the sword of the Spirit. What's the sword of the Spirit? It's the spoken word of God. It's a rhema word. It's revelation spoken. So here's what I mean by that. You need to take the word of God, say, I believe the word of God. I receive the word of God. I'm going to stand in a piece of place. And then here's how you deal with a spiritual assault. You prophesy to it. But Jesus said, but Jesus said, but my God said, word said I'm healed. Word said I'm blessed. But the, but the diagnosis says this, but Jesus said I'm healed. You don't, you don't seem very saved. Well, he took all my sins on the cross. Come on, you got to speak up to the bully, to the spiritual assault. If it lasts two minutes, two weeks, two years, just keep standing and pray in the spirit. One, one translation says, take a lance of prayer. That means, you know, throw a lance. A lance goes further than, than, than a, a, a small sword. So you take prayer and you send it forward. Pray with all kinds of prayers. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray in faith. All kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So I'll prophesy to you again. I'm believing that in the middle of the storm, you're going to still be standing. I'm still standing better than I ever did looking like a true survivor that's the lyrics of El Elton John y'all didn't think you were going to come to hear, hear Elton John tonight did you let me close with these three statements y'all ready for these 
You got to stand up for these. You got to stand up for these. And then we're going to go, we're going to do the songs. How many learned something useful for where you're at right now? And sometimes we can fall into like, oh, yeah, I got, the other day I was reading these seven off to Diane. She, she had like five of them, right? Yeah, and I had like five of them. Don't be like, yes, I've got six. That's, that's not the, the point. It's just to say, you know what? What you thought might have been a natural struggle could actually be something a little bigger. It could be something much, much more spiritual. That all hell itself, the demonic realm, the devil himself, has not only set an attack in your direction, but an assault in your direction. So what do you do? Give, 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 me, the, give me the formula, Pastor. No, the formula is Stand. And fight. Don't get bullied. Don't back down. In the middle of a fight, it's not to figure out what you believe, and it's not the time to back down. It's the time to speak up, stand, don't get moved, and fight. And I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying it's always easy. But you've got to say something. You have got to respond. You have got to say some scripture. You have got to say some prophecy. You have got to speak the word. You have got to answer that assault. Here's my three statements. Ready? Never misunderstand the presence of spiritual activity. Never misunderstand the presence of spiritual activity. Here's what I mean. Here's all you need to know. God is for you. Devil's against you. Devil bad, God good. Don't misunderstand. There is spiritual activity. Now, listen. Every time Every time the washing machine breaks down is not an attack of the devil. If it is in the series of about 14 things, it probably is. But it could be your washing machine is 28 years old, right? So we can't get crazy about it. But if it's in the series, her washing, I, was, I didn't say that because of you. Her washing machine just broke down. Sorry. Was it 27 years old? 15. All right. What's well, a spiritual attack then? 15 years Y'all understand what, if it's in the series of a bunch of, it probably is part of a test. But sometimes things just, it's a fallen world. Sometimes things just happen. But don't misunderstand the spiritual activity around you. Here's why. If you're facing an attack or an assault, listen to me, it's because hell is shook. It's because hell is shook at something in your life. Why would hell get shook at your life? I'm going to tell you why. Because you somehow, in some way, got some revelation out of the word that scares him. That's the only reason he'd be shook about you. Well, I, I go to church. Freak, well, okay. But you can go to church and not getting revelation. But I've been in church. I'm getting revelation. And I'm responding to it. Hell is shook over your life. So it's responding. So you just need to respond to the revelation that you got. So, don't misunderstand the presence of spiritual activity. Number two, don't overestimate the potential of spiritual opposition. Don't overestimate the potential of spiritual opposition. There's a real devil. He has real tactics. He's a deceiver. He's an accuser. He's a tempter. He's a destroyer. But don't overestimate his ability. And don't overestimate the stretch of his power. Don't overestimate him. 
How's it going? Oh, the old devil, pastor. Old devil. He's at work. He's at home. He's at my husband. He's at my wife. He's at my boss. He's at my kids. Don't overestimate. Be real about what you evaluate, but don't overestimate. Because some people are looking for the devil everywhere. And the devil gets, whatever you focus on gets magnified. You put the spotlight on the devil, he's magnified in your life. Understand he's real. Understand. But let me give you the third point. Ready? So never misunderstand the presence of spiritual activity. Never overestimate the potential of spiritual opposition. And lastly, never underestimate the power of faith in your God. Don't underestimate the power of faith in your God. So, so here's what I'm saying. Yeah, understand there is spiritual activity. There is attacks. There are assaults. It, it's what comes as a believer because you shook hell with some revelation you got. But don't overestimate the power of the opposition or the potential he has. And don't you underestimate the faith in your God. What I'm saying is don't make the devil too big. Put the spotlight on Jesus. Put, put the emphasis on the word. Put the emphasis on you're delivered. Put the emphasis on you're healed, not you're sick. Put the emphasis on God's for you, not against you. Put the emphasis on you're blessed, not broke. Put the emphasis in the right place. Because you can overestimate your bank account. You can overestimate your symptoms. You can overestimate your feelings. You can overestimate your thoughts. You can overestimate what you sense. Or you can, you, 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 you can... And what you do is you'll underestimate God. Because we get so focused on the assault. I will tell you, if you're so focused on the assault, you won't even know how to pray in the middle of it. You won't even know how to read in the middle of it. I've told people before, they're so focused on the attack. Get focused on the victor. Get focused, get focused on the provider. Get focused on the source. Get focused on your deliverer. Get focused on your healer. Get focused on your deliverer, your, your, your blesser. Get focused on him. You got to get more focused on what the word says than what the x-ray shows. You got to get more focused. Come on, you got to be more focused on what the word says than what Wall Street says. Come on, you need to get more focused on what God said about it than what your bank account said. Isn't that good? So here's my challenge. We're going we're gonna to do two more songs. Let me do my survey again. Who say, I, I feel like I'm in, I'm in an assault right now. I, I, just, I just know. I see your hand. You're in it right now. What do you do? I want to challenge you. Stand and fight. Don't back down. Don't back off. Stand and fight. And sometimes you got to grab some arms and have some people stand with you and pray with you. I'm just telling you, though, in the middle of an assault, you've got to open your mouth. You've got to declare some words. You've got you to prophesy back to it instead of describe how bad it is. You've you got to talk back to it. Come on, you've you got to prophesy to it. You've got to open your mouth and pray. You've got to open your mouth and praise. The Bible says this, for a spirit of heaviness, I have given you a spirit of praise. Right? A garment of praise. I will tell you, if you just stand in praise and stand in your faith, finally the devil's like, I, I can't move this guy. I can't, he, I can't. He, he is continuing to shake us. So what we're going to do, we're going to sing a song or two, and we're, we're going we're gonna to let praise and worship come out of our mouth, 
And I, I want you to like dig in and take your stance. Not like this. I, I mean, your, whatever your stance looks like. When, when, when the Bible talks about the shoes of peace, the, the, the shoes that soldiers wore were cleats like this big. Cleats. Because they would have to stand in very um, adverse terrain, hills, thorns, and so they would have to get in a, in a fighting stance. That's what peace does, put you in a fighting stance. Do not fight for your victory. Don't fight for your victory. Fight, fight from your victory. Fight from it. All right, so everybody got your stance? Y'all look really wimpy. Get your stance. Come on. Get, get your stance. Can y'all see my legs? Get in the stance. Come on. There we go. All right, get in your fight stance. There you go. This is all I'm seeing. Somebody like, right, that's how you fight. You just fight. This is how I fight, right? <laughs> In your fight, yeah, that's Steve got something going on over here. Yeah. This is your fight stance right here. I will praise. 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 I will shout. I will prophesy. I will declare. 